word of God I shall prevail, standing on the promises of God. Standing, standing on the promises, standing on the promises of God, my Savior. Standing, standing on the promises, I'm standing on the promises of God. Standing on the promises of Christ the Lord, bound to him eternally by love's strong cord. Overcoming daily with the Spirit's sword, I'm standing on the promises of God. Standing, standing on the promises, standing on the promises of God, my Savior. Standing, standing on the promises, I'm standing on the promises of God. Standing on the promises, I cannot fall. Listening every moment to the Spirit's call. Resting in my Savior as my all in all. Standing on the promises of God. Standing, standing on the promises. Standing on the promises of God, my Savior. Standing, standing on the promises. I'm standing on the promises of God.
Good morning. The members of Faith Lutheran Church welcome you to the 8 a.m. broadcast of our worship service from Faith Ministry Center Sanctuary. Today is the eighth Sunday after Pentecost. Leading the liturgy this morning is Sarah is Tracy Sari. Preaching this morning is Reverend Adam Bridgman. We will be following Luther our matin series. We joined the service already in progress. Our prelude music this morning is presented to us by soloist Clara Schaber. Good morning, everyone. I want to welcome everybody to worship this morning and all those uh, joining us via radio and via live stream as we continue our sermon series, The Lies That We Tell Ourselves. And this one, this Sunday should be a good one because it's uh, making mountains out of molehills. And I say that it's good because that's something that I'm pretty much of an artist at. So, uh, but it's something that can disrupt our lives and distract us from what God has called us to do and We'll see in the text how Paul and Jesus himself points out how that can lead us away from being of service and being a disciple. Um, a couple of announcements before we begin our worship. Tracy Sari, our new Family Life Ministry Director, is uh, helping out with liturgy today and doing our children's message in both our services. Um, also, we are looking for help uh, this fall with Sunday school and not just for teachers. So if your teaching's not your thing, we need people to help with other areas of Sunday school too. So if that's something you're interested in or you know somebody that might like to join the Sunday school team, get a hold of Tracy. Um, also, we are hiring. Always, I'm holding a bulletin. Please check your bulletins for accurate information as you will get nuts and bolts from me, but not, I don't get too deep into details lest I mislead you. Um, I think, oh, we have, we're, you can see in your worship bulletins that we have chanting, and uh, Steve Moore, our worship director, will be doing that in case you were afraid it was going to be me. So, <laughs> it is not. So please stay. So I invite you as you're able to please rise as we do our opening versicles. Oh Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will declare your praise. Make haste, O oh God, to deliver me.
Blessed be God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. hymn this morning is from Lutheran 436. All creatures of God and King, all creatures of God and King, lift up our voice with us sing, Alleluia, Alleluia. O burning sun with golden beam and silver moon with softer gleam, O praise him, O praise him, Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The organist for this song is Clara Schaber.
The Lord be with you. And also Let us pray. Great is thy faithfulness, O God our Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not, thy compassions they fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever wilt be. Great is thy faithfulness, morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. Amen. We invite the children up for a special message. Good morning. I'll come sit with you guys. How are you? Do we have any more? Oh, we have some more coming up. Good morning. Today we're going to talk about the word worry. Do you know what the word worry means? Yes. You do? What do you, what do you think it means? It means I just forgot. You just forgot. That's okay. It's like when you think about kind of, you kind of think about bad things a lot. What do you, what do you think? I think it's like when you get really scared. Yeah, like sometimes worry can be you're scared. Sometimes you think about things like, oh, I wonder what mom's going to make for dinner tonight. I'm, I, I'm really worried she's going to make me eat it if I don't like it. Or I'm worried who's, who's going to sit with me at lunch today. You kind of think about that. So I have a bag here. I, I want you guys, can you stand up? All right. So why don't you, you try holding that for a little bit. Is it, is it really heavy? Yeah. That, I feel like I'm going to get smooshed. You are. You bite. Can you, do you think you could hold on to that all day long, Bria? You want to try? I oh. think you could handle it. I can. You, you can? <laughs> yeah, do you think you could do it all day long? I could carry it on my back. Yeah, it's sometimes easier to carry things on your back. But you know what? This is a bag full of worries. This is, why don't we, when we have so many worries, when we worry about so many things, we kind of forget to see the good things that God gives us. And he tells us not to do that. So what we're going to do, we're going to take out this worry here, this worry shaped like a weight. We got this worry we're going to take out, and this worry, and this worry. Why there's so many worries. I know. You know what? When you're an adult, sometimes we, this, this message is kind of for all of us, too. Because when you get older, you, you tend to worry more. So now try lifting the bag. A lot easier, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's super it. easy. You can do it. So easy. So easy. We gave all of our worries to Jesus. And look, you know, it felt super light, but there's still something in it. When we give all of our worries to Jesus, we're reminded of all of the gifts he gives to us, and we can see them a lot clearer. Sometimes we don't see these as gifts, but they really are. So our clothes that we wear, every morning, do you have, some people worry about what they're going to wear, like what, what shirt they're going to wear, but you know what? We should just be grateful we have clothes. God's word? Yes. The clothes one, my little brother, um, 
wanted him to keep my shirt, and then and then he just wanted to wear his pajamas, oh. and then he went back to his glowy shirt. We we and all want to wear our keep, pajamas. And then he keep Mickey. Bluey, Mickey, Bluey. I know. So many choices that we have to worry about. Our houses, we, every morning we wake up in our homes, our friends, and we have food, and we have water, and God takes care of us and all of that. He tells us in the Bible, he said, if I'm making the lilies of the field beautiful, if I'm, if I'm giving the birds food, I'm going to do the same for you. I'm going to take care of you. So we just need to give all of our worries to him because he's going to take care of us, right? So let's say a little prayer together, okay? Jesus, we give all of our worries to you. You promised to take care of us, and we trust you. Help us to always see the good things that you give us every day. In your name we pray, amen. Thanks, guys. You can go back to your seats now. Our first reading is from Psalm 17. My steps have held to your paths. My feet have not slipped. I call on you, O God, for you will answer me. Give ear to me and hear my prayer. Show the wonder of your great love. You who save by your right hand those who take refuge in you from their foes. Keep me as the apple of your eye Hide me in the shadow of your wings from the wicked who assail me, from my mortal enemies who surround me. This is the word of the Lord. Be Our second reading is from Philippians chapter 2. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or in vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourselves. Each of you should look not only to your own interests, but to the interests of others. Your attitude should be the same as that of Jesus Christ, who in being very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Therefore, my friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you to will and to act according to his good purpose. Do everything without complaining or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure, children of God without fault in a crooked and depraved generation in which you shine like stars in the universe as you hold out 
the word of life. In order that I may boast on the day of Christ that I did not run or labor for nothing, but even if I am being poured out like a drink offering on the sacrifice and service coming from your faith, I am glad and rejoice with all of you. So you too should be glad and rejoice with me. This is the word of the Lord. Please stand if you're able. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the sixth chapter. Glory Glory to you, O Lord. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is Is not life more important than food and the body more important than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not reap or sow or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the lilies of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all of these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Christian faith here in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Please be seated. Our next hymn is from Lutheran Service Book 815. All praise to thee, for thou, O King divine. All praise to thee, for thou, O King divine, didst yield the glory that of right was thine, that in our darkened hearts thy grace might shine. Alleluia.
The Greek word phobos in the New Testament you may relate to, maybe if you don't even know what it is yet. We seem to use that word for every kind of fear in English. We usually hear it pronounced phobia or phobia. Fear of anything which we face followed by the word phobia seems to be the thing. Social phobia, arachnophobia, what fear of spiders, anything that you're afraid of ends in the word phobia because it means to fear. And the word in the U.S. is usually held in conjunction with extreme fear. When you have a phobia of something, it means you don't want to be anywhere near it or you don't want to face it because the fear paralyzes you. Things or situations that we fear where we lose control and the fear is completely in control. And when that happens, we make mountains out of molehills. To someone else looking in, that fear looks ridiculous because it's not something that they're afraid of. But it distracts us. Many of us are warriors before we even have anything to worry about, and I know what I'm talking about. Fear controls us and makes us unable to do the many things that our God has called us to do. Being consumed by a phobos or a phobia or a fear to the point of paralysis can be debilitating and spirit-destroying. Jesus is with us at all times, and here in the gospel, he asks us to seek his kingdom first, to seek him first. So we may all pray to the Lord, Lord, that's so hard for me to do sometimes, not to worry and to always seek you first. Well, I greet all of you with grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and from our risen and ascended Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Paul urges the Philippians and us to work out our, fe our salvation with fear and trembling. And I did some study on that, and you should see that is interpreted many, many different ways. Perhaps it's a reference to Psalm 211, where we're told to serve the Lord with fear and trembling. No, that doesn't mean God wants us to be afraid. When he asks us to fear him, it's more of an obedience thing. It's more of a trust thing. It's not about walking around scared all the time. But this means that we know that we answer only in the end to our loving and merciful and all-powerful God, not the world. And Paul is urging us to serve one another and serve our God in spite of our fear. Because no matter what, the power of God is working in and through us. As you heard in the kids' message, Jesus tells us, don't worry. Don't worry about food, clothing, or shelter, or anything else. He tells us our Heavenly Father is going to provide these things that we need because his love for us is so great and so boundless. But isn't it amazing 
what we worry, at, worry about above and beyond what our physical and daily needs are. We lie to ourselves and we say, oh no. And we take one little thing and we make it way worse than it is. And I have become a master champion at this skill. Maybe many of you have great worrying skills out there too. Maybe that outshine mine. I doubt it. I challenge you sometime. <laughs> you make a life-altering disaster out of something that isn't much to worry about or isn't really there. And yeah, there are really many awful things that happen, but they are usually not the things that we're worrying about. Those things hit us out of the blue. 90% of the mountains that we create never happen because I have made Mount Everest on several occasions. That's the way my brain is wired. That's anxiety. That's phobos, fear. I'm going to give you an example, and this one's kind of a laughable one, but not all of these become laughable in our lives. Last week, I was picking up meds for me and my wife, Julie, at Walgreens, and mine were in these mail bags. And I get this the new thing called Central Fill, where robots fill them and they mail them in. But hers didn't. You're going to get a good laugh out of this. But I sat there and obsessed over why mine went the next day to pick more up, and they were in a mail bag too. I'm like, why are my meds in these weird-looking bottles being mailed in and hers aren't? And I'm looking at all these other bags in the prescription boxes, and they're all in normal bags, but mine are in different packaging. You, I'm not even going to tell you the amount of time I spent obsessing over why that had happened. I know it's pathetic, isn't it? To spend time taken away from service, from other things that could have been productive. But I was obsessing over that. Well, how do they pick and choose what meds they send out and when they, what they don't? I made a mountain out of a molehill, something out of completely nothing that consumed my brain and distracted me from the things that I was supposed to do, called to do, even if that was just relaxing. That lie tells us we need to be on the lookout or else. You may ask us yourself why Jesus tells us not to worry about anything when he knows that that just isn't possible. Because he's telling us God did not create us to run around scared or to live in fear and not be able to seek his kingdom first. This is a reassurance that your loving and merciful God is with you through whatever storm that you face. Fear takes focus off the roles of service that we're called to, to do here as disciples. We don't run or labor for nothing, Paul tells us. The pain, fear, Loss, whatever a broken world has thrown into our laps, doesn't compare to the glory of what Jesus made possible with the cross and the empty tomb. 
Fear is nothing new. Fear has been running rampant in God's people all throughout Scripture. Moses, standing there with God at the burning bush, of course, fearing God's holiness, who wouldn't? But being told by God, go to Pharaoh and tell him to let my people go. And Moses was afraid. But he's like, why? Me? I'm not eloquent with words. I don't know how to do that. I'm no leader. It can't be me. No, I can't do that. And you remember how that all turned out. God's people were set free. Peter swore he would never reject Jesus. But when Jesus is arrested on three separate occasions, oh, I don't know that guy, self-preservation kicked in for Peter. After Jesus is crucified, the disciples are behind locked doors, scared out of their wits that they're going to meet the same fate. Maybe not mountains out of molehills, but living in paralysis, in fear, living behind locked doors. I'm certain we probably all would have had similar reactions that these guys did. That's what fear does. Moms and dads, I'm guessing that even if you aren't prone to worry when you had kids, maybe you worried more than you ever had in your life. More than you ever thought you were capable of. And you make mountains out of molehills wondering, are my kids safe? I know where they're at. I know who they're with. But wait a minute, what if that person is not really as safe as I think they are? What about this? You see how you can go down the rabbit hole to where healthy concern becomes debilitating fear. And we all have different degrees of our capacity to make things worse than they really are. We do that in our heads and in our hearts. And man, does that really drain the spirit. Jesus does tell us who can add an hour to their lives by worrying. His point, I have given you an eternity that was lost forever. I have forgiven what is unforgivable. I have set free what could not be saved. Look to that. Live in that hope. This life is here today and gone tomorrow. So tell others what I have done. Live for that purpose. Serve out your vocations, the different roles I've called you to serve in. As moms, dads, brothers, sisters. And he knows that it's not easy for us. He knows that we are afraid. And he knows that we take little things and make them huge problems. That is why he is telling us to seek his kingdom first. Now, I know personally that when others tell us or tell me, oh, well, you can't solve anything by worrying, so why do it? Well, I'm sure as many of you know, like I do, it doesn't work like that. My brain, my heart, my sinful being is often full of fear and trembling. 
prayer, God's word, the love and support that we get from one another. That's all great stuff that we've been given to be able to survive here in this world, to do the things that God has called us to do. And fear makes that hard and even impossible many times. But God has made what's impossible possible. He will work in and through us despite our fear. You will not face fear for nothing. The father of lies, Satan, wants us to believe that the other shoe is always about to drop and we have always got to be ready for that. But faith moves mountains. God has given us faith and even many times, even when that's all we have, that is enough. So may God bless us to be strong. And I close with God's words to Joshua and the Israelites. Have I not commanded you, commanded you, be strong and courageous for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Paul and our Lord Jesus have reminded us of that today in our readings. And as Jesus said to his disciples, as they were afraid behind locked doors after he rose when he appeared to them, Peace be with you. Amen. And at this time, we just want to remind you as we take our offering how thankful and grateful we are for all of your givings in support of our ministry here at Faith. Our offering hymn this morning comes from Lutheran Service Book 719. I leave all things to God's direction. I leave all things to God's direction. He loves me both in joy and woe. His will is good, sure his affection. His tender love is true, I know. My fortress and my rock is here. What pleases God that pleases me. For those joining us through our radio program or online stream, you may give by mail online at www.faithboxvalley.org backslash give or text to give at 
We pray. Blessed are you, O God, ruler of heaven and earth. Day by day, you shower us with blessings. As you have raised us to new life in Christ, give us glad and generous hearts, ready to follow the Holy Spirit and serve you. Amen. Gathered in the name of Jesus, 
let us now humble ourselves and turn to our Heavenly Father in prayer, lifting us up as people according to their needs and trusting that our loving and amazing God will hear us and answer us according to his will. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, Lord have, have mercy. For the preservation of absolute truth and the one true Christian faith, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, Lord have, have mercy. For the bride of Christ, the church, to bear much fruit and witness effectively in the name of Jesus, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, Lord have, have mercy. For those who reject Jesus or do not know him, those who have been hurt by the Christian church, and all those in prison, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, Lord have, have mercy. For those who have been devastated by violence, war, and natural disasters, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, Lord have, have mercy. For the strength of families, the sanctity of marriage, and the protection of children, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, Lord have, have mercy. For the preservation of liberty and thankfulness for those who have given their lives in defense of our country, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For seasonable weather and the fruitfulness of the earth, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those who labor, for those whose work is difficult or dangerous, and for all who travel, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, Lord have, have mercy. mercy. For the unborn, the abused, the forgotten, and the lost, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, Lord have, have mercy. For the hungry, the widowed, and the orphaned, and the lonely, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, Lord have, have mercy. For those battling addiction, depression, anxiety, and suicidal thoughts, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, Lord have, have mercy. For those with physical and mental disabilities and all their caregivers, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Lord, we ask you to pray for those who are ill, facing surgery, recovering from surgery, or facing illness or end-of-life issues, especially in our prayers this morning. We remember Jim Dreyer, Sally Hintz, Shirley Schrader, Jane Geske, and also for Gene and Dottie Weber's son-in-law, Jeff, who is dying from ALS, we ask that you be with him and his family as he faces a very painful trial. Lord, we just ask you to keep them all strong in body, mind, and spirit. Lift them up and lift their eyes to you for healing, for relief, for comfort. We also remember those who are celebrating weddings, Lord anniversaries for the gift of marriage. We are grateful for 52 years of marriage for Liz and Roger Stoll. We ask you to give them and every couple who have made promises with you at the center of their lives many more years together centered in you. Lord, we also ask you to be with those families of those that have lost loved ones, those whose family members have been called home. We ask you to be with the family of David Knapp, He's called to his heavenly home this past week, and we just ask you to lift them up, keep them strong, dry their tears, and put their hope in you. We also remember 
Amy Shube and her family as her father John Nussbaum passed away this past week. We ask you to give them the same strength and healing as they look to you and ease their grief and their suffering, but they look to you for the life of the world to come. We also remember all those in our ongoing prayers and all those that we name silently in our hearts. Let us pray to the Lord. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And we're bold to pray as he has taught us, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Father, almighty and everlasting God, you have safely brought us to the beginning of this day. Let us bless the Lord. Now the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Our closing hymn this morning is from Lutheran Service Book 735. Have no fear, little flock. Have no fear, little flock. Have no fear, little flock. For the Father has chosen to give you the kingdom. Have no fear, little flock.
We thank you for joining us for today's worship service. All the members of Faith Lutheran Church invite you to join us for any of our worship services. We would enjoy sharing the time with you. For ministry center locations, worship, and education times, please visit our website at www.faithfoxvalley.org or call the church office at 920-739-9191. Any communications regarding this broadcast can be directed to Stephen Moore, Director of Worship, Faith Lutheran Church, 601 East Glendale Avenue, Appleton, Wisconsin, 54911. Until we meet again, peace be with you.